Coming up on Tech Thing, how long did your router last? The Chocolatey Package Manager, Android users, we got your expense apps. Is your next laptop a smartphone? And die, CFL bulbs die. All coming up on Tech Thing. Hey everybody, if you get something useful out of this episode of Tech Thing, please take a look at patreon.com slash techthing and become a patron. We're brought to you by viewers just like you. Thank you all so much. I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm Patty Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we make technology behave. At least on the good days. Is it a good day? It is a very good day. <laughs> Why is it such a good day? Well, our, 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 I'm building an Ubuntu box. Ooh. I got the new cooler. for. If you haven't seen it, if uh, the, we did a patrons-only build, the... Uh, uh, the the NFC not from Concentrate S4 Mini. So amazing! It's like this thick. It's Core i7 6700. I got a new cooler to put on that because I'm looking for. Sweet. It's running actually. It's, it's funny even with some pretty serious um, um, stress testing on it. Uh, I want to see if I can get another 200 sort of hertz out of it, just a little yeah, bit faster. Yeah, I think. Because I'm, I'm almost I running flat could. out with this super tiny Zalman cooler, so I got a knock to it, we're gonna try it on that. So I'm excited. The wire cutter has yes. picked a new best rechargeable AA <laughs> battery option. Um, this you know, One of those batteries you're looking at in that pair of hands right there is the best performing battery for the it? money. Go go to the wire cutter, read the article, <laughs> use their links, because it's an amazing website. And I feel really, like really cool Hack stuff. 5 should upgrade our studio batteries to those. We can have a really interesting discussion about how long you should run your AA batteries for. Mm. And it's also amazing how sometimes the sort of benchmark testing of batteries and the real world performance of batteries and actual devices yeah. don't necessarily... Interesting read on the wire cutter. Good stuff there. Speaking of awesome articles, we also read one about GE. So apparently they are not going to be selling CFLs in the US anymore. Yeah, article up on Gizmodo, you were freaking out about GE will stop making CFL light bulbs because LEDs are better. And you weren't freaking out because LEDs aren't better than CFLs. CFLs, <laughs> well CFLs right. are one of those things where it's like they were much better per, you know, in terms of energy consumption right. than incandescent bulbs. Mm -hmm. And now LEDs are so much better because they don't fall apart, they work better. I think they- They don't <laughs> have mercury in them. Well, you know, I think the biggest <laughs> irritation is when you were talking about hitting the light switch and being like one one thousand. Yes, two, and waiting for it to warm up. So annoying. So annoying. Um, LEDs don't have those issues. Uh, you know, if if you want us to go nerd out on light bulbs, kick us an email uh, or tweet <laughs> at us. Because there's, there's color temperatures, the color rating yeah. index, and bulbs, like the actual different bulb specs are so fascinating. Uh, that's very true, and the savings <laughs> that you can get out of them is incredibly <laughs> It's kind of amazing when you actually get down to it, especially if you're just using one for like three hours a day. Uh, what are the ones you use? Cree, I, right? I, yeah, I'm up to my eyeballs. Almost all the bulbs in my house are now Cree LED bulbs. Nice. I realized I have two last CFL holdouts in this one irritating just picture. Two. Just two. <laughs> well, I, we had a problem with CFLs where they would basically, they seem to vibrate out of their sockets over time oh. on a couple of our fixtures, and that's Weird. when I replaced them. Um, long story. Long story short, we, sh we should just go. He yeah. has a lot of LEDs now. I almost <laughs> every actually every bulb in the house I think is an LED. Oh, and let's not even get into Kelvin color temperatures and color rendering oh, indexes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's some good times right there. Well, okay, I'll show one picture. If that's basically uh, color yes. temperatures in a nutshell, six thousand K, forty five hundred K. Incandescents wow. are traditionally around twenty eight hundred K, which is a mm -hmm. very soft, flattering, looking good on date night kind of light. Uh, and this light over here, which is what like a lot of daylight bulbs look like, that right. 4 to 4,500 to 5,000K spectrum, which is super bright and great. If you're soldering and working with, you know, if you're down there, <laughs> 
freaking 5,000K bulbs, 4,500K bulbs are amazing, but they tend to make you look sort of like high desert, washed out. It's not as, as flattering gotcha. to humanity. <laughs> well, moving on, we got an email from Steve at ask at techthing.com who said, following on from turn a smartphone into a desktop, do you think in the near future everything you will need will be run from one mobile device, including 4K video and TV, gaming, video, editing, etc. Is this the beginning of the end for home PCs? Should I wait a bit longer, not bother buying a new laptop and get a better phone instead? All the best from Steve. So my TLDR would just be no. <laughs> that phone ain't gonna replace your laptop anytime soon, okay? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Unless you're really patient, using a phone to do a lot of the stuff you do on a desktop is really, and I, I mean, it's just, a, it's a, what my mom calls a patience exercise. Right. But that's you know? a, it's a really interesting question, though. It is, right? People have been writing about the end of the PC for at least a decade, um, you know, and even going back like 20 years ago when I first started working in magazines, there was like, you know, we're going to replace the desktop PC with inexpensive right. Java clients. <laughs> the primary source of the computing power will be servers. And it's like, oh, we're going, you know, Java PCs. No, 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 no. Laptops. No, 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 no. The cloud, which is kind of like Java PCs because, you know, the computers are doing the work somewhere else. Right. And maybe, I don't know, it's, you know, there's a pendulum. Keep, things keep swinging back and it's forth. It's like a tennis match. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, as the sales of iOS and, and Android devices have, have started to outpace PC sales, and frankly, since 2012 or so, Android alone sells more units than PCs. Um, oh. That's become a big thing. Like the PCs is dead. Eight eight percent down year over year again. PCs are dead. But I don't think dead. it's as simple as just looking at phone sales. What she said. Um, a lot of those phones are bottom of the barrel cheap. Like 30% of the mm -hmm. Android devices sold are incredibly inexpensive going straight to China. They may not have access to Google services. Here in the United States, a lot of phones are never gonna get another operating system right. updates. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the older phones and even a lot of the current phones are not very powerful. I mean, it's amazing. I would mention though that uh, Hack5 Darren, Darren Kitchen, who's my co-host on Hack5, he was able to run a video editing software on Android mm -hmm. and he's been creating YouTube vlogs with it. I believe it's called Kina. You have it pulled out. Yeah, Kinemaster. Kinemaster. He really liked Kinemaster Pro Video Editor, although that requires a monthly fee, which is a way of saying it's actually maintained and updated. Right. Uh, he also has been really impressed with, whoops, let me click up to the actual part where you can see the app, uh, Cyberlink's PowerDirector Video yeah. Editor app. Um, those both have huge followings. I mean, they're like four-star applications uh, in the Play Store. Um, it's really funny seeing him with like his Bluetooth right. keyboard and mouse <laughs> and I, his MHL cable. I wish we had a picture because he's his his laptop is normally connected to not one, not two, but three <laughs> 1080p monitors, and then you walk in and he's staring at his phone with his Bluetooth <laughs> mouse and keyboard. Yeah, he can use an MHL cable to connect the phone to mm -hmm. the monitors, but then he can't charge the phone right. uh, at the same time. And you know, phone, most people, unless, they, they're, unless you're buying like a thousand dollar device or yeah. you, you carry a lot of SD cards or storage issues, switching apps in phones is still a pain in the ass, although multitasking on mobile operating systems is finally becoming a thing. And it's amazing how fast phones have gone from like single core, hey, we're gonna open up your email <laughs> to like eight core, you know, incredibly power efficient, powerful devices with decent graphics, but editing on a Core i7 desktop. Okay, would you rather edit tech thing on a phone 
or on a Core i7 desktop with 32 gigabytes of RAM and say a one terabyte SSD and five well, terabytes of offline storage. That's kind of a no duh statement. <laughs> of course I would use the desktop, of course. I mean, even a thousand dollar, you know, it, it, you know, Darren's phone's probably worth 600 or a thousand dollars and a 600 to a thousand dollar laptop's actually pretty badass at mm -hmm. this point. Games are so far ahead on PCs, although, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong, Crossy Road is badass, but you know, the, you know there's no way to rip CDs to make FLAC files on a tablet. There's so many things that are not so good on Android or iOS. Right. Um, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. I think for a lot of people, there's still gonna be a couple generations before it's easy and simple and painless to do stuff on a phone that you wouldn't think twice about doing on a desktop. Yeah. Um, I find switching or trying to use, I want to use, I use multiple applications simultaneously on my laptop. Mm -hmm. I use multiple applications essentially simultaneously on my desktop. I can't do that on a phone. I can't really do that on, you know, but what about the, no, I don't want to spend $1,500 for a semi-functional tablet right. you know, running iOS that kind of <laughs> does multitasking. It's getting there. Over the next few years, the gap is going to get really, really small. But I think you got at least one more laptop purchase, unless you want Absolutely. a desktop. Absolutely, especially if you can make it last several years, like I know we do for yeah. plenty of our our laptop and desktop purchases. Uh, let us know what you think, because mm -hmm. I think it's a really interesting debate. It's an interesting topic because it's been going on for years uh, of people's opinions. Uh, you can always email us, ask at techthing.com, or you can tweet us at techthing. Hey everybody, thank you so much for watching the show. If you haven't subscribed, do us a favor, subscribe, whether it's on iTunes or youtube.com slash techthing or whatever podcatcher you prefer, or just go to techthing.com and you can watch every new episode right there. If you want to take it to the next level, check out patreon.com slash techthing Thing, which allows people like you to donate a little bit per show, like a quarter, a dollar, a dollar would be killer. And keep us keeping the show coming to you each and every week without having to go out and hunt down advertising revenue. It is awesome. We want to thank Patreon for making it possible for us to make the show for you each and every week rather than being out doing things like, in my case, digging ditches or wrenching on trucks instead of making shows. Please, please keep Snubs and I from digging ditches for a weekend. Patreon.com slash tech thing. Thank you so much. Three questions answered, three reviews, and three picks all in three minutes. This week's rapid fire roundup is receipt tracking apps for Android, Android, Android. Android. Shannon, yes. Snubs. Yes. Morse, are yes. you ready? I'm ready. In three, two, go. <laughs> so last week we showed you three apps for iOS. And it is tax season, so I like to find really easy ways to track my receipts for expenses. I use Android, so this week I am going to show you three Android ones, the first one being Smart Receipts. So Smart Receipts is free as a free version. They also have a full version, which is $2.99 with no ads. This one does have ads in it if you choose the free version. No auto-generated receipts. Uh, you'll remember that last week I mentioned mm -hmm. the iOS ones could auto-generate. Smart Receipts does not do that. You must enter them yourself and tie them to photos of your receipts, or you can do text-only entries with no photos whatsoever. And it's kind of funny because the auto entries are actually automatically done by people somewhere. Yeah, so <laughs> eh, that might be kind of nice for privacy. You can create expense reports with receipts, with distances, and you can generate PDFs, CSV, and zip files as well. Mm -hmm. So you can customize a lot of the criteria such as the currency you want the receipts in, uh, receipt categories, and the output layouts for your mm -hmm. PDFs and your CSVs, which mm -hmm. is very, very handy, especially if you need to turn this kind of stuff into a company and need to, you know, get money back from whatever place you work at. What's a CSV? 
I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> it's a file format that I never use because it's complicated and annoying. Oh, well, in case I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> so number two, this one is called Receipts by Waves. So you can find this one on the Google Play Store. It is also free and it auto-generates by wave into text format after taking a photo of the receipts. So this one does do that auto-generation for you. <laughs> now this one's kind of interesting because after you auto-generate your receipts, you can find them over at accounting.waveapps.com, which will integrate with all of your other expenses. So you can track anything from invoices, invoices to payments to bills, receipts, and accounting, hmm. and you can do all sorts of expense reports if you need to turn that stuff in too. Now, this one is free. It's really nice. What's the catch? So if you need help, turns out it costs $9 a month or more for the premium hmm. version. They also offer pro services, which basically give you your own accountant, and costs vary because these accountants are whoever's local and whoever decides to sign up with Wave. So keep that in mind if you choose to go this route. This may be way more than you need, depending on your needs, but mm -hmm. it's very clean, it's very easy to use, and it's nice freemium format. But you get the full app. If you can figure out how to you use the, the app, app, you get it for free. Yeah, you get the full okay. app, and it is very, very easy to use. So I was, I was, I was highly impressed with it. <laughs> and number three is Google Drive. Yes, that's right, you heard me right, it's Google Drive. So it's obviously free. And Drive on Android lets you create new folders for receipts. You can scan them into PDF format. OCR technology actually works in Google Drive on those Ooh. PDF formatted receipts. So that's it lets you search. That's how they know everything about you. <laughs> exactly, that is how they know everything about you. So the OCR lets you search for specific words. For example, I scanned a Thai restaurant receipt and it easily found it when I typed in T-H-A-I for Thai. So it was able to find that receipt in the PDF easily. However, it's not very good at testing on the Android, just on desktop. So it's much better with searching on desktop. When you sign up, Drive gives you 15 gigs gigs of free cloud storage. Additional storage is obviously going to cost extra. Right. The app does share the storage that you use for photos and Gmail as well as Drive. So if you use uh, Google Photos, for example, mm -hmm. that's going to take up a lot of that Drive space. So you don't have a lot to work with unless you choose to pay more. It's not that expensive to, to make your yeah, Drive it's, bigger. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> oh, bless you. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Expensify does make my list again. It is available on Android as well as Shoeboxed. I'm not going to show those again since I already showed them last week. Uh, both of those I mentioned are for iOS and Android as well, so they are compatible with either. Of course, I do want to know what your picks are. You can always email me, ask at techthing.com, with your favorite expense tracking apps. Craig's got a hot tip for everybody. He writes, I use Chocolatey Package Manager to install, uninstall, update all my main Windows software. Here's my list of software I use for different reasons. Add W Cleaner, Geek Uninstaller for apps not installable via Chocolatey, JRT Junkware Removal Tool by the same folks that created Malware Anti-Malware, a very useful tool to manually run via command line. TDSS Killer, the rootkit scanner and remover. Disk Max is an awesome PC cleaner maintenance defrag tool. Freeware that is incredibly low memory usage but does an incredibly thorough job of keeping my PC clean and running smoothly. SpyBot to get updated immunization to prevent PC and browser from being infected by spyware, viruses, and malware. Malware, anti-malware. And my main point of all this is to encourage more people to use the Chocolatey Package Manager instead of Ninite. Instead of having to rerun the Ninite Package apps, which may also include some privacy invasive things that you may not be aware of. Chocolatey just installs, uninstalls, updates your software. To update all installed software is pretty easy. Just open an elevated command prompt and do this. 
cup all dash y and it will scan for all the software you had chocolatey install and check for updates and remove old software versions and install new versions for you automatically thanks for all your good work craig Whew. and we will put his message in the show notes because it was long and he has <laughs> a lot of really good um really good tools in there that he mentioned so that'll be in the show notes so essentially this is apt get for yes. Windows. Yes. The website is chocolatey.org. <laughs> if you're staring at me going apt get, you probably should spend some more time running Linux just, or just... Just use Ninite. <laughs> or just, yeah, or just use Ninite. So, <laughs> I like that um, Chocolatey is actually very honest. So if you go over to their FAQ over here, you will see a little message that says, how do I know I can trust the community feed the packages on the site? Until we have package moderation in place, the answer is that you can't trust the packages here. If you require trust, e.g. most organizations, require this, you should have an internal feed with vetted packages using internal resources. You should always decide whether you trust the maintainers of the package and even when you may want to inspect the package prior to installing. You can inspect packages easily with NuGet Package Explorer or by clicking download on the package page and then treating the NUPKG as a zip archive. So with any compiler like this one or pretty much anyone that you find anywhere, Nine including Ninite, you are giving inherent trust to the source of the package packages and the company that is compiling them all together. So keep that in mind when you're running any kind of installers from pretty much anywhere. And this is like one of the reasons some open source uh, uh, you know, developers <laughs> have taken their tools off of popular places to download oh, software oh yeah. because these software centers, these software download centers are adding in additional things. Uh, to the package, to yeah. the installers, because they want to make money by like installing toolbars, which is really frustrating. So I also wanted to mention too, if you go over to the packages page, uh, you'll notice that they have these little green buttons, and if you click on it, and it'll load, it'll say this package was approved as a trusted package on 10.6.2015, and that link basically takes you over to the Wikipedia to explain what a trusted package is. So I like that they include that little notation there to let you know that, hey, it is actually okay, or it's trusted. Uh, there are 3,000 different packages that you can choose from, so they have a lot more than Ninite does, which is really cool. Uh, to install this, you simply open your admin control panel, which is basically your terminal, so it looks like that. So you just hit CMD and search and run, and then right click and run as administrator and should get you right into C Windows System 32. From there, you simply just copy and paste the terminal command straight from their main website. So it's right here. It's basically grabbing the link for the download of this script and then it's setting a path so it's installing it over to a new place called chocolatey slash bin. So you're basically, right now, you're using the command line in Windows to install the chocolatey yeah. package manager. Yeah, and this okay. is something that you do all the time in Linux. If you watched my hack tips, you you know how to use the Linux command line because it's, <laughs> it's very, very similar, but I don't like some of the Windows commands because they're annoying. DIR does not equal CD. Thank you very much. Or is <laughs> it a LS? Take <laughs> LS, a breath. yes. Take a breath. But if you've never gone into the command line, basically, you know, you click down in the corner, you type yeah. in CMD, the command line window will open up here. It's very, very easy. CMD. Bing. Oh, you can do CMD. it from Cortana. Oh. How fun. <laughs> 
So if you want to choose any different packages, all you have to do is go over to the packages page and you can simply copy and paste the terminal command again. So this is choco install chocolatey, choco install flash player plugin, and so on and so forth. It's very self-explanatory. So if I want to install VLC, for example, I would type in cho choco, which is very similar to chocobo, sorry. Install. Is that an anime reference? And then I'll put in, uh, let's see, what did I want to install? VLC. Let's see if VLC is Installing available. the following packages. By so installing, you, you accept the license, of course, and it's going to ask me if I want to accept. Yes. So I'll say yes, one for yes. And then it will simply run the installation command. So each of these are very, very self-explanatory. It's very easy to use. And once it's installed, you have it available to use. So I, I don't have to do this every time I wanted to update it. Once it's installed, Chocolatey Package Manager knows everything I have and manages my packages. I believe so. Yeah. How cool is that? It's it's very, very <laughs> I know. It's it's very nice. It's very easy to use. It's definitely leader than right. Ninite for command line users, but it definitely works. <laughs> so I think that's the big thing here. And while we're taking viewer suggestions, I also want to mention Jeremy from Alabama, New York, writes, Shannon and Patrick, first I'd like to say I've been a longtime viewer of both of you and to keep up the great work. I was watching the most recent hey. tech thing where you talk about fixing slow PCs and I figured I would share my most recent escapade at fixing a slow PC and it sounds like it's similar to what you, your writer was having. Let's start with saying that I was having issues with my computer running slower than normal at first. I thought it was just that I needed to reformat and reinstall. I've been a little lazy lately going on two to three years since the last time. So after a few days, it started having issues in games. I mostly play FPS games and my frames dropped from the normal 250 FPS to 25 Ow. every time I would raise my sights. After cleaning all the crap and updating drivers, it still made no difference. So I started looking physical and started by blowing the dust out of my machine, which I'm embarrassed to say was way worse than I thought. <laughs> after this, it wouldn't boot at all or it would take a long time to boot. After many Google searches and trying my things that I can't remember all of which now, a friend asked if I checked the CPU temperature in the BIOS at idle. So on his advice, I was in BIOS and my CPU temperature was about 26 to 30 Celsius at idle, but the north bridge was at 60 Celsius. So I pulled the heat sinks and cleaned them and put new thermal paste. Now the computer not only boots, it boots quickly and game performance has returned to normal. Figured your other viewers could benefit from my trial and errors from your loyal viewer, Jeremy in Alabama, New York. Thank you, Jeremy. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> it's always bad when you like blow half of a cat out of the inside of a PC and it gets even slower. Yeah. <laughs> so, well done. I love it. Yes, thank you so much for sending in your tips. We really, really appreciate them. I'll talk about CPU temperature monitoring in next week's episode. Oh, okay, cool. I'll Looking go well forward with to that, that. That review of the heat sinks <laughs> and the S4 Mini, which is fun. We got a tweet from at Carlos28355. Who tweeted, I'm new to Apple TV, third gen. Is there any way to get your podcast on here? <laughs> and before we could respond, at TVOS today said, you can find at Tech Thing on the podcast app on your Apple TV or via their YouTube channel. <laughs> and then I replied with, thanks for the tip. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I always love the fact that there's so many people out there and you know so many things. Um, yes. we, we are also working uh, on the, in the initial phases of figuring out Roku and Apple TV apps. And if that makes your antenna go squee, do us a favor <laughs> and email us and let us know. We will continue to try to do things that make you go squee, which is really bizarre when I do that. How, how was it again? Can you show me? Squee! 
There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we also got a tweet from Stacy Uden who tweets at TechThing, what's the typical lifetime on a consumer home router? Seems like I only get two to four years out of mine and I'm not hard on them. He also added, I keep router in cool dry basement and try to buy well-rated runs from Cena or Wirecutter is on 24 seven and I work from home. This was what? interesting because two to four hours, two to four hours, <laughs> two to four <laughs> hours per router, two to four years sounded really familiar to me and I mm -hmm. tweeted that out. And we got a crazy list of responses oh, from yeah. people that are still using their original WRT54Gs. You said you get three to four years out of yours yep. typically. Um, Apple Airport Extreme Man in 2007, changed it in 2013 for the Extreme Edition. Uh, a couple people are really big fans of you know running Unify. Uh, ah, yes. Yeah, Ubiquiti's Unify APs. That requires you to use a server for credentials, some people notice. But it was amazing. It was this interesting mix of people who get like two or three years mm -hmm. uh, and people who've gotten like 10 years. Uh, DDWRT yeah. and other open source router, op router operating systems uh, were called out. And one poor guy he says he can't get more than six to nine months. I think it was Josh. <laughs> Josh, you should definitely plug your next router into an uninterruptible power supply to see if there's some Ooh. sort of crazy power issues going on. Uh, it's it's amazing how poor the power supply is once it's gone through a bunch of transformers and old cables in some mm -hmm. parts of the U.S. And a lot of people also wanted us to do a PFSense build. Um, We've which been getting is, this question for a while. Yes, we have. So PFSense is very much enterprise solution, but you can definitely use it for our home. It would make a pretty badass home router. Yeah, it would. I'll get right on that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, and we've got our first multi-user MIMO router in from Linksys, the EA7500. Cool. And if you've got questions about routers and networking and speed and performance and PFSense and ponies, speaking of which, you have a new vlog. Oh, I do. Well, actually, <laughs> not a pony. It's a unicorn. <laughs> yes, it's called the Snubs Report, and that's at youtube.com slash snubsyboo. So S-N-U-B-S-I-E-B-O-O, if you want to subscribe. It's just a vlog, so whatever. Snubs on <laughs> snubs. If you need more snubs, we have the prescription. And remember, <laughs> doing a vlog is not so analog, but once in a while, <laughs> step away from your phone, step away from the screen, close the laptop, do something analog like Jason wrote in about doing with his kids. So he said, hey folks, just found the channel and watched the most recent episode. Great stuff. I saw your do something analog bit and I thought I'd share what my wife and I did with our kids for Christmas. We have a 12 year old daughter and a 15 year old son. They both love computers and gaming and we thought that this year we'd get them both computer parts and spend the day building and upgrading. Here's a video of the whole process. It was very fun and I think they both learned a lot and are less inclined to think of the computer as a magic game box anymore. <laughs> Thank you so much. Keep up the great work from Jason. Jason, that was awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing. That reminds me of when I was a kid and I did that with my dad too. Uh, I'm Shannon Morse. I'm Patrick Dorn. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Testing. You know, my first computer was very similar to that little girl's. It was pink on the inside and white on the outside. Like an Oreo. Like a very strange Oreo. Oh, no, wait. A very strange Oreo. <laughs> there's, there's, this is kind of my first computer. That was your, oh. Oh, wait, there we go. Oh. I remember that. Wow. Video games on the green monitor. Yeah.
<laughs> Thank you everybody for supporting the show. We love you guys. Really, really appreciate everybody who contributes to the show. You're awesome. And we're going to have another build video up uh, this month. I'm really looking forward to it. With roses. Yes, hopefully it works. <laughs> Look, it's the first. Aww. I wonder if it's running electric pencil. K-Pro 2. I wonder if there's a picture of an Osborne.